I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Downtown San Francisco is looking different this week. Well, it doesn't just look different, it feels different. There are more pedestrians to weave around, businesses have longer lines, and hotel valets are busier than they have been in months. Over 40,000 people are in town this week for Dreamforce, the annual megatech conference hosted by Salesforce. For two decades, Dreamforce has been a big deal for San Francisco, attracting celebrities and visitors from around the world. This year, Matthew McConaughey narrated the welcoming keynote address video. Welcome to the biggest AI event of the year. Welcome to Dreamforce. And now, our CEO and chair, Mr. Mark Benioff. Dreamforce is projected to generate over $89 million in local spending this year. That's happy news for city leaders, including Mayor London Breed. We are excited about what this is doing for San Francisco, along with so many other amazing conventions that continue to be a part of the fabric of generating the revenue necessary to support our city. In years past, convention travel has been critical for San Francisco's economy. Before the pandemic, it made up nearly 20 percent of the city's total tourism spending. But the city's slow downtown recovery and ongoing homelessness and drug crises have stymied convention tourism. In his opening speech this week, Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff seemed to nod to those concerns. I want to welcome everyone to San Francisco, our home, and we hope that you have a great time here and a safe time as well. In an interview with The Chronicle last month, Benioff warned that this year's Dreamforce might be the last in San Francisco if the city doesn't get its act together. Today on Fifth Emission, the future of convention tourism in San Francisco. Chronicle reporter J.D. Morris joins me to talk about what event planners are saying about the challenges of holding conventions here. He'll also share the strategies that city leaders are employing to bring convention tourism back. J.D. Morris, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Good to be back. J.D., give us the outlook Exactly how much has San Francisco's convention tourism dropped compared to pre-pandemic numbers? Well, we don't have final figures on attendance and stuff like that for this year. But just to give a sense of it, in 2019, total conventions and meetings spending in San Francisco was about $1.9 billion dollars. And last year, that figure was like $586.9 million. Mm. Um, so quite a steep drop there. Last year, conventions were about 7.6% of the $7.8 billion that San Francisco saw in total tourism spending. And in 2019, that percentage figure was 18.4%. So we're still down quite a lot, but, you know, things are up this year compared to last. Mm -hmm. So as we know, Dreamforce is in full effect right now. Even the streets around the Chronicle building are buzzing. Is the city on its way out of its convention tourism funk, you think? Not quite. Next year is actually expected to be worse than this year. Moscone Center is forecast to host 21 events next year that are going to fill about 427,000 hotel room nights, which is a 36% decrease from 
this year. So now if you talk to SF Travel about that, what they will quickly tell you is that they have known for several years that next year was going to be a difficult year for conventions. SF Travel is, you know, San Francisco's tourism bureau. You have to also remember that with conventions, especially the big ones, these things get booked typically pretty far in advance. So SF Travel says that one thing that was happening with next year is that it just kind of happened to be an off year for a lot of conventions that rotate among different cities. For whatever reason, 2024 just, you know, didn't line up with a lot of the on years for those rotational events. But there were some cancellations as well. Now, J.D., you recently reported that Google confirmed that its major tech convention, Google Cloud Next, will be in Vegas next year. It took place in San Francisco this year. And Google didn't say why it decided to change locations. We also know Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff said this year might be Dreamforce's last time in San Francisco if it doesn't fix its homelessness and drug use problems. You spoke to some event planners about the city's challenges. What do they say is the main hesitation? A number of the people you talk to in that space will tell you that San Francisco is not alone when it comes to having major challenges around homelessness and related problems. And that if you go to cities like Portland and Seattle, it's a similar picture. And so that in that way, you know, San Francisco may not necessarily stand apart as being a whole lot worse than some of these other places. However, the more you talk to people in that space, I think it also becomes clear that a lot of the negative press around San Francisco has broken through. People have been paying attention to, you know, the stories about what's going on at, at the Westfield Mall, at the San Francisco Center Mall and, and Westfield's decision to give that back to lenders, Nordstrom leaving its flagship space. Something that meeting planners have taken particular note of is the decision by the owner of Park 55 and Hilton Union Square, San Francisco's largest hotel, to give the keys back to those properties. To have all of that happening and all of that happening so close to Moscone Center involving some of these hotels where people stay – when they come to San Francisco conventions, you know, it, it's dramatic and, and planners have taken a note of that for sure. Mm -hmm. So what cities are planners diverting their events to instead if it's not places like Seattle or San Francisco? I mean, Las Vegas is really the big one. There are so much convention space in Vegas and so many hotels. The whole city is built around that. I, I used to live there. I, I covered the casino industry there, actually. So it's not a coincidence that the Google Cloud Conference is, is going there next year instead of San Francisco. However, you know, I think San Francisco does remain very competitive. And even with, with the Google example, the city, I, I believe, is still talking to Google about coming here in 2025. And I, I'm not aware of Google having written San Francisco off already. Mm -hmm. So the city is going to continue to make its best pitch. Yeah. 
Well, obviously, San Francisco has a bit of a PR problem right now in trying to address these concerns and this pushback against the idea that San Francisco isn't safe. So how has San Francisco tried to do that? So Ken Bukowski, the city's director of convention facilities, who's overseeing the operations of Moscone Center, told me that they've started having these like pre-conference online meetings that, you know, bring in representatives from SFPD, the city's public works department, the Tourism Bureau of SF Travel, and, you know, the community ambassadors that you'll see on the streets, among others, to sort of talk about what their plans are and how they can support whatever convention is coming into town. That was happening before, but what this meeting does is it provides a one easy place where meeting planners can really see and hear all of the work that the city is doing to address their concerns up front. Ken actually told me that like when a big convention is in town, like he will actually like go out on the day of and walk around. And if there, if he sees problems like with a dirty street, you know, an overflowing trash can or something like that, like he'll try to get it addressed promptly. So the the city is trying. They've also offered 25% discounts to new events booked at Moscone Center this year and next. And then looking ahead next year, because of an increase to an assessment paid by hotels, they're hoping to create a $8 to $10 million incentive fund that SF Travel can use to help attract and retain business at Moscone Center through like 2038. How else is San Francisco making its pitch to event planners and companies to keep their conventions in the city? After a quick break, Chronicle reporter J.D. Morris will share more of that strategy and how Mayor Lennon Breed has played an integral role in that effort. You're listening to Fifth Admission. You can support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. J.D. Morris, before the break, you shared how San Francisco's Tourism Bureau, SF Travel, is trying to boost convention tourism numbers. And I've been seeing these billboard ads at BART stations and other places with the slogan, Always San Francisco. They've got scenic images of the city, cute headlines. Is that also part of SF Travel's effort to lure back convention travelers? Yes, the, the city has been advertising itself in a big way. They released that video that they put out about trying to encourage travel to San Francisco. Welcome to the most beautiful city in the world, where it's never the same, but always San Francisco. San Francisco, I'm coming home again. At more than $6 million, it was San Francisco's biggest marketing campaign to date. I believe there was an ad in Times Square recently promoting San Francisco. And then we've got this APEC conference coming to town in November, which is going to be a huge, huge deal. Big international summit bringing 21 international leaders, tens of thousands of people total and and hundreds of international journalists to San Francisco. Because of that, SF Travel has released an ad specifically targeted at meeting planners. 
encouraging them to book their meetings in San Francisco. And if you watch that ad, you know, you'll see a, a pretty specific message that basically conveys the idea the world has chosen San Francisco, so should you. So SF Travel, in addition to this costly marketing campaign, it also enlisted the help of Mayor Lyndon Breed. How has she herself personally pitched in with this marketing effort to get more convention tourism? So last year, the mayor accompanied SF Travel on a trip to Chicago, Washington, D.C., and New York to meet with representatives from a number of big conventions that were at risk of leaving San Francisco. And I'm told that all 10 groups that the mayor met with kept their business in the city. And out of the eight that she was not able to meet with, six took their business elsewhere. Hmm. So, you know, I think that does say something about these convention planners, like when they're able to get that one-on-one time and, and feel like their concerns are being addressed. Really interesting that that effort has panned out. Are there any bright spots in convention tourism that we can look forward to in San Francisco? What are some major events that are going to take place at Moscone Center? Well, the big one upcoming will be APEC. That's going to be centered around Moscone Center, and that's happening in about two months. But in the years ahead, a number of other ones. Next year, there's a big uh, Visa Payments Forum. In 2026, I think there will be events around the Super Bowl as well. I also found out that the Snowflake Summit from this this tech company called Snowflake that was founded in the Bay Area. They're, they're based in Montana now. They had their summit in San Francisco and then moved it to Las Vegas, and now they're actually coming back. So why did Snowflake want to hold their event back in San Francisco? Why aren't the negative perceptions or narratives about San Francisco dissuading them? Well, it all comes back to tech. San Francisco is still the epicenter of of tech, uh, along with Silicon Valley, obviously. And for Snowflake, I think they wanted to bring their event closer to where a lot of the, the developers are. And they felt like coming back to San Francisco was important to locate this event so close to where so many developers are already living and working. But they've also said that they felt like the city is really trying to turn things around, that they just like it here and that they want to show the world that San Francisco is still a good place to host events. Mm. We got to appreciate that sentiment. Well, J.D., you recently reported the opening of Ikea in downtown San Francisco, just right around the corner from our office, the Chronicle building. And you explored the question of whether that store's success will be important politically for Mayor Lyndon Breed's reelection. We can see her doing the footwork to try to get convention tourism back. Do you think that convention travel might be a political sticking point for her? I don't see it being any more of an issue than it already is unless something worse happens. So Mark Benioff, as you said, has you know said that this year could be the last time that Dreamforce happens in San Francisco if it's impacted by the city's current situation with homelessness and and the drug crisis and so if Benioff were to announce that Dreamforce is leaving San Francisco 
absolutely, I think that would be a huge deal, a huge loss for the city. And I, I would expect Breed's opponents to make a big deal about that in the run-up to the 2024 election. I'm not sure it'll be a huge factor. As other experts have, have told me, I think a lot of the negative perceptions about San Francisco, I think that's already baked into voters' perceptions of, of the mayor right now. Well, J.D., thank you so much as always. I appreciate the time. Thank you. J.D. Morris covers San Francisco City Hall for The Chronicle. Find his coverage and stories about this week's Dreamforce online at sfchronicle.com and on The Chronicle app. If you're a regular listener of Fifth Emission, you probably heard our episode last month about how drug overdoses have touched the lives of people across the Bay Area. Next week, we're taking that conversation live. On September 21st at 6.15 p.m., I'll be hosting a live discussion at Manny's with people on the front lines of the crisis about solutions to reduce and end overdose deaths in the Bay Area. Get your tickets at welcometomannies.com. I'd love to see you there. This episode was edited by Gary Baca. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 